What's up, Familia? We're going to rank the Chode Marvel Legends wave right now. Polaris in the comic books recently is depicted with her coffee. Like, what is your ideal morning coffee situation? When I do drink coffee, it's a black coffee hot with one Splenda. And I believe that's also what Lorna would drink in real life. A daddy cable. Daddy cable. I would love that. I would love that. Shout out to the Powers of X-Men podcast. I just writers at Marvel Comics right now. The pretender's death, like be. Boom! What's up, Familia? Dayspring here to talk about the Chode Wave Marvel Legends. I actually had seen these figures already in New York a couple of weeks ago when I was staying at Minimated's place and he had got them in. You probably saw them on Instagram. And I kind of created a ranking for that while I was at Pedro's place. And I thought to myself, okay, this is for sure my definitive ranking of these figures. But as I got them in the last week at home here, I was like, you know what? Uh, it's a little, my, my ranking's a little different. And previously, figures that had lower actually made it higher. And once I had higher, made it lower <laughs> because I was able to marinate and stare at them obsessively. You know, I didn't want to be that freak at Pedro's place when he was letting me stay with him back in the city while like just staring at his figures. But I do think there's one figure in particular that both he and Flink had. And I was like, oh man, I was excited for that character, but I don't think the execution is good. But the one I got, the execution was absolutely perfect. So apologies again for the virtual background. I'm going to show you guys why I've been doing virtual backgrounds because our Power of X-Men HQ is under construction and it looks so good. I'm so excited. We have new floors here. Absolutely beautiful. They're like porcelain style wood floors and they feel so nice and cool. I'm so excited for it. I've been blurring my background for almost, well, not a year because we moved down in November officially. Uh, we had the New York loft up until November. So November. So for the last like six, seven months, I've been blurring my background. But I'm so excited. I think everything's starting to look great. That is my soundproofing for when I'm doing podcasting. And I'm overall loud. But I am so excited for the Power of X-Men HQ. We're calling it Treehouse. Not unlike the X-Men in the Krakoan age in their Central Park HQ. But anyways, that's why I have a virtual background. All right, bang. And now we're back with the Generation X background. All right. So I'm going to start from the bottom up. I think it goes without saying that Chode is a wonderful built a figure. We'll talk about him later down the line. But just so you know, Chode is not going to be included since he is a build a figure. We'll talk about him, obviously, at the end of the year when we do our top 10 Marvel Legends list with Flink. I'm sure he'll 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 be mentioned and addressed there, but well, you know, in terms of ranking, but 
he is obviously a very different figure from the rest. He's the build a figure. He looks great. We'll talk about him once we get there. All right. Coming in at number seven is Fang. Listen, it's absolutely no shade on Fang. I think the figure itself is really nice. I mean, his face sculpt, I mean, it's extremely menacing. His ears, his hair absolutely looks wonderful. Obviously, this is a costume that Wolverine was originally supposed to wear. It's gone to Fang. Laura has worn this costume as well. So, you know, I, I think in terms of a figure, it's very straightforward. It's nothing, you know, too revolutionary, but it ranks number seven because it's Fang. I don't know if anyone was asking for a Marvel Legends Fang in, in this day and age, especially when we've been asking for other figures. I mean, he's really filler. I'm sure he was really easy to create. I'm sure they had all these parts laying around. It was very easy just to put together. But anyways, number seven goes to Fang, not because he's not a great figure, but because no one really wanted him. And he's a pretty standard looking figure. So number seven is Fang, I'm sorry to say. Number six. And this breaks my heart to put number six here. Oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Number six is Chamber. And I'm really sorry to put Chamber at this, you know, low on the list. I just think the figure is very stiff, right? I mean, I kind of made the joke when I was with Pedro. It's like, you know, the mutant enemy, uh, the Joss Whedon, you know, production company that did Buffy. It's like, ah, ah, you know, he's just like, he looks very zombie-ish. And I just think for a chamber figure, given that it is such an iconic character to not only Generation X, but to X-Men in general, this is a figure so many people wanted. I think they could have done him a bit more justice. I would have kept this costume for the record. I think this is an excellent costume to do for him. But I think his fire effects should have been a bit more, I don't know, dramatic, kind of like flying all over the place. I think he shouldn't be so, oh, he's so stiff. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very stiff figure. The face sculpt looks fine, and the hair swept, you know, because of the flames is actually not terrible. The eye effects, you know, and the veins there, all great, all, all wonderful. I'm, I'm not jabbing at that, but the overall figure itself just lacks any presence that you would want out of a Juno figure, chamber is one of those X-Men that is beloved by all. He is a figure he wants. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Nate Gray figure. Always an excuse to talk about Nate. But it kind of reminds me of Nate's figure in that it's not a bad figure. Again, I don't think any of these are inherently bad figures. And we'll talk about that at, at the end of the, uh, of the episode. But it lacks presence. And I think if you're going to do a character like Chamber, he needs to have a presence on your shelf. So, unfortunately, he's coming in at number six. Number five is Astonishing Cyclops. And the only reason why he beats out Chamber is because of that little power effect right there. I think the power effect is executed very lovely. Cyclops is powers are combustible so you know the fact that he has like a little flame coming up there i don't really quite understand but it's fine it doesn't matter it looks really cool i don't think we needed an astonishing cyclops i don't know what the reasoning was for hey let's do astonishing cyclops and, and we'll get into the other figure that complements this figure you know down the, the down the list but it, it's curious to me that we've already gotten multiple Astonishing Cyclopses. And I know we had one in the Brute series, the Wolverine series. And those figures, 
listen, the Brute series is significantly out of scale. That came at a time when Legends was a bit wayward. So, you know, if you wanted to update that, fine. There was a version of the character's, you know, costume that came during the Utopian era. Fine. I, I thought he looked great. I used him in my display for, you know, quite a long time. But I don't, you know, he's not wearing this costume right now in the comics. It's it's certainly an iconic costume, but it's one that I think you've done. You've already gone to the well with that. You don't need to revisit. And it's, again, just kind of like a lackluster figure. There's not much to it. I mean, and, and in fairness, there's not much to the costume that requires a lot of detail. I mean, listen, his his stripes, the golden stripes here are actually embossed on the figure. So that feels really, really good. And the power effect is awesome. There was a time where we couldn't even get Cyclops' index fingers to his tempo right there. And now we can. So, you know what? Actually, the more I think about it, the more I think, like, you know what? This is not a terrible figure. I would have included a swappable head. For both of these, I would have given them swappable heads. One unmasked, one with just his bandana covering the flames. I would have done that, you know? Or for Chamber, I would have been I would have added, like... Like kind of like a peg hole here to add more like fire effects. You know what I mean? I'm sure this boiled down to balancing of the figure. And this one, I think, was just an easy slam dunk one. But these two figures, you know, I know I kind of I ranked one higher than the other, but they're really much the same. And, and by the way, let me tell you something. I've lived through Marvel Legends since 2002. I lived through that Nihilist wave, that dark era of Hasbro. These figures fucking slap compared to those so just because they're you know i'm giving feedback on this just because they're lower on the list does not mean these are not good figures please go get them okay so we have seven six and five coming in at number four is mr scott free himself kid omega quentin choir and again i feel like this is going to be a reoccurring thing of everything i say on this episode which is it's a very basic figure there's not much to this figure Wow, what a review. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's all I have to say. That's why you go to Shard Mr. Prime or It's Dan Who, because they actually give in-depth reviews here on the figures and like their pegs and their butterfly joints, right? And we're we're the 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 bucky cap mold, you know. Um for me though, I'm gonna say something about this figure. I it was a curious choice to do his X-Force Krakoan outfit right especially since this is kind of like a retro vintage wave like all the characters are wearing costumes that they wore in previous iterations of the x-men this is a krakoan x-man right here he's wearing his x-force outfit and if i was going to do quentin choir i would have done him with the shorts the boots and a graphic tee that says magneto was right or cyclops was right or you know i am phoenix future phoenix or whatever you know fun graphic tee they can come up with at at the hasbro office right and give him a very smug look but this figure actually looks really great i mean i love the attention to detail with his psychic glasses he has a very you know very chiseled cheekbones and his hair is done so well and, you know, the way he kind of poses there, it's kind of like arrogant, defiant youth. It works. It works. I think I would have used maybe one of the team potties on Kid Omega. In my head, Kid Omega is always going to be like 17 or 18. He's around that age range. I acknowledge he's written older. I acknowledge that in the Krakoan age, he's older. But in my own head canon, he's sort of still that ride at Xavier's. 
But again, I do think it's interesting they chose the X-Force outfit in lieu of another one. That's not to say that it's not properly done. I mean, if you're going to get an X-Force, Krakoan, Kid Omega, Quentin Choir, this is the one you want. All right. So now we're coming into our top three. And originally, my third choice, I had her way down on the list here. I was like, oh, man, like we 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 had one opportunity to do this character and you fucked it up. I did a review of her with Flink and I was like, oh, she looks really good. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to have her because of like the 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 the, the awe of having this character and then when i saw her pedros i was like oh she looks so good oh but i would have done this differently and i just gave her back to pedro i didn't have enough time to sit with her so number three is m for me and i'm proud to say that my m i think looks absolutely wonderful i think that some of the earlier production runs of m had her kind of cross-eyed i don't know if maybe maybe it's just not picking up on camera i'm trying to see here because i think she looks good there but my M looks absolutely beautiful. She is based off of the Terry Dotson art. That very I've said this before. I don't know why they're basing Marvel Legends now all of a sudden on certain artists and their interpretations of the character. I love what they were doing before. Pre this wave, how they were doing, you know, like they did their Krakoan X-Men. They've done their Caliban wave. They've done the Warlock wave. All of those. I love their interpretation of the characters the Excalibur box set, the X-Force box set. Like, I like it when Hasbro has just their own definitive, you know, interpretation of the character, not basing it specifically. Like, and, and, and when I say it's not their costumes, it's like the actual rendering. This is like the way her hair kind of comes forward like that, like, like the two little like strands of hair here. That's very Terry Dotson. I don't know why they're doing that. I think it makes me nervous. It's going to make me nervous for another choice on this list, which you can already surmise which one it is. But it made me nervous when I saw Pedro and Flink's uh, character, uh, Pedro and Flink's figure. Um, but Maya, I think she looks great. Her face looks beautiful. I, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done to improve this figure, to be very honest with you. I think she's pretty flawless. I think the only thing that Flink and I had talked about for years is that we wanted a House of X m with the pennant swappable parts which easily could have been done for a figure like this you just put her in her house of m outfit you give her claw hands and then you swap out the heads for the pennant head. i hope that we get another m figure if they are giving us generation x which hey i'm all for giving us generation x obviously we're big fans of generation x Give us, give us the entire team. Give us sync. Give us skin. Give us a Generation X Jubilee. Give us a build a figure Mondo. That would be incredible. Oh, and obviously Husk. <laughs> that goes without saying that we need Husk. But I'm really, I'm really happy with this figure. I think she's great. I think she's going to look good within the context of a team. She's, she excites me for what's to come. But yes, why didn't they give us a House of X M? And it's because. You know, they're giving us Generation X. I would wager to say they're giving us Generation X. Number two, and I am shocked I'm giving this figure number two, and it comes with a lot of asterisks, is Astonishing Emma Frost. When I saw early photos of this figure kind of hit the internet, I was like, oh my gosh, she looks so fugly. She looks terrible. But this is one of those figures that I'm going to tell you does not photograph well. She does not photograph well. And, you know... Some people are photographing her at certain angles and it makes the figure look weird. And it just, she doesn't photograph well, but she is a beautiful figure once you hold her up. 
they've kind of solved the heel problem with a character like Emma because I can just put her down right there and boom, she's just standing up. I mean, I'm saying this now and she she literally just did. And now as I'm doing it here, she's falling over. But you get what I'm saying. It's not as difficult as previous versions of Emma, that Wolverine, Emma Frost and Wolverine Legends, Emma Frost that just topples over or the Walgreens exclusive Emma or let's not even talk about the Nihilus wave Emma. But the figure itself is the paint app on it is beautiful. It's very matted. I mean, very clean, very clean paint apps. Her face makeup is absolutely gorgeous. She is based off of the Astonishing X-Men John Cassidy run. And I thought that was like the biggest mistake. I mean, like John Cassidy, when he had his time to draw Astonishing X-Men, the characters looked absolutely beautiful. They were gorgeous. But when he was rushed, he was rushed. And I feel this is based off of the rushed art that Cassidy has done. I've said that before. That's not anything new to anyone on this podcast. Now, I am curious if they're giving us Generation X M, and they've already done an Astonishing Emma. They did it for the Annihilus Wave. You know, the Wolverine Legends was kind of astonishing, Emma. I know she didn't have her cape, so that's fine. You know, we can we can agree to disagree there. But if you're giving us M <laughs> and you gave us already a Jim Lee Banshee, why are you giving us astonishing Emma? Why didn't you just do Generation X Emma? I think that would have been incredible if you gave us a Generation X Emma in the corset and blazer and her whip and 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 the Anna Wintour Bob. It's really curious to me that they ended up going with Astonishing Emma. I don't know if they just thought that people wanted this figure more than Generation X Emma. I've always said this. I'm curious to see the point of sales on certain figures. I wonder how they actually are able to gauge if a line is successful, if a character is successful. Do you look at it from a wave perspective? How many units did the wave you know, ship? How many of each character sold? I'm always curious about that. But I wager to think that they ended up going with Astonishing Emma because she looks more superhero. This is more of an iconic outfit for the character. People have been disappointed with the previous iterations of Astonishing Emma. But I think they could have really gotten away with the Generation X Emma. Especially with the hardcore fans. I think people would have bought in that. That would have been the chase figure to sort of get in this in this wave. The figure to get in this wave, not a chase figure. But, you know, she looks absolutely wonderful. Please do not let any of my previous comments defer you from... From, from from wanting this figure, she looks absolutely stunning in real life. I, I feel like this angle right here that I'm getting her gives you a good sense of how the character looks and how she is. She is gorgeous. She poses well. The paint apps are beautiful. She has different colorings and shading in her hair. Uh, the cape has all these wrinkles. I think these are two of the best figures we've ever gotten for the X-Men. I am so happy we have them. There they are. Okay, and number one is Corsair himself. Danny Corsair is coming in at number one. I really did not know what to expect out of a Corsair figure. Obviously, we're getting the Star Jammers. Star Jammers and Generation X. That's the main takeaway I'm getting from this wave here, that we're getting more of these in the future. This could have been a very boring, lackluster figure. And instead, it manages to look better than chamber i'm sorry he has a better shelf presence than chamber you have to hold him to understand him yes his design is far more simple than chambers but he the reds just pop out his bandana billowing his hair his face 
those chiseled, chiseled cheeks, the goatee. I mean, Christopher Summers has never looked better. And especially look at him compared to his son right here. He doesn't look that, you know, he doesn't look like a figure that was just like in the wave because they needed to fill a spot. Now, obviously, it's a very basic body, but the paint apps on it, the matting on it, it's very clean. His emblem right here is very clean. His sword, like, I mean, look at that. I mean, when you see Corsair, you think Space Pirate and how amazing. His collar pop, this figure has swag. So that's my ranking of the figures. Chode looks so good. I have to tell you, Chode is one of the best build the figures out there and you know holding this figure reminds me of when i held the original whoops what were the original toy biz figure now sorry kurt e fell off i listen i, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it it's cr apostrophe e e e but um kurt e fell and if you know the proper pronunciation for that you can slide into my tms about it um but Chode looks absolutely wonderful. It's like when you first held that Toy Biz figure from the Phoenix Saga wave. I mean, that is the same amount of joy I have holding him. It makes me so incredibly happy to have him. We have literally two Star Jammers right here. I can't wait to pair them with my binary figure. I love it when the X-Men are intergalactic. So yeah, that's my review and ranking of these figures i'm gonna tell you something i when i look at this wave right here i think like i don't know if it's just because i'm such a diehard x-men fan and i don't really see it in other lines so you know it could be evading me but this to me felt like a very cost efficient wave right because the boys in this in this wave Three of them just have very basic body types right there. Just very basic body molds. And there's not much to their actual, you know, bodies uh, other than just a clean paint. And by the way, I'm sure all the budget went to the matting of the paint and these clean lines because they look good. Again, Cyclops has, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're pointing at his butt, but how about his back? Embossed lines right there. It looks absolutely wonderful. And obviously the rings around his ankles, they're very tight. So we've seen that in previous Cyclops figures where they're kind of always flying all over the place. You know, Fang has these little you know, tooth accessories there for his nut collar, ankles, and belt. But, you know, with the exception of these fine little details, the figures are pretty basic, right? Now, the ones that I feel the budget went to were the ladies, M and Emma Frost, and they had to get these right. I mean, their hair looks absolutely beautiful. And again, even Corsair, as much as I like Corsair, very standard body, you know, <laughs> like not much going on here, you know, like, so, you know, it, it felt like a very cost efficient wave that they were able to price it out and meet the budget and make sure that they can spend money on really good paint apps. The entire wave has wonderful paint-ups. No matter how you feel about it, no matter what your ranking is, the characters all have beautiful, clean paint-ups. They are very matted. It's an interesting, eclectic group that they assembled for this wave. I'm kind of like, what is up with Hasbro and their X-Men waves? They kind of just throw everyone everywhere instead of doing like a more uniformed you know wave because again if you were going to do you know kind of like a retro style x-men wave you know where you have generation x emma you have the star jammers you know you have fang why is kid omega in his x-force outfit why 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 that and also when we have so many more demands for other costumes for cyclops and emma why would you give us 
they're astonishing. I mean, off the top of my head, I know people all want, they still want that unreleased Phoenix 5 Cyclops. People want a Phoenix 5 Emma, Phoenix, you know, Phoenix 5 Emma. And they want a Generation X Emma. <laughs> you know, they want a House of X Emma when she walked in on that, in that courtroom, you know. And it really is kind of, you know, worrying to me that we are doing figures based off of, you know, specific artist interpretations, right? Like these figures are astonishing X-Men, John Cassidy. They are from that era. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I would rather them have more of a uniform Marvel Legends look than, you know, now next to a Terry Dodson M. And they look fine. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't take away from it. I think they're walking that line. Hasbro's walking that line very, very, very well. But it does bother me because when I see this, I'm like, oh, that's 100% Cassidy. Or that's 100% Adotson. You know what I mean? Like interpretation of these characters. And whereas before I would like hold the figure and I don't associate it with anything other than that's the character during a specific era, not 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 a specific look. You know, this uh, again, I I don't know if this is a Chris Pacello, <laughs> Chris Pacello, uh, Juno or Chamber. It. <laughs> You know, I think if it was, it'd be a little bit more kinetic. But yes, this is supposed to be a Chris Pacello, right? So, but anyways, that's just my interpretation of that. It's a really well done figure. A lot of good quality. I don't think quality control is going to be an issue with this wave. Is it worth it? Well, you know, it's funny because, yeah, I think you should get it for like M and the Star Jammers and Kid Omega. I think those are essential, you know, uh, characters that you want, like Chamber, that you want in your X-Men collection. But I would pass on Emma and Cyclops and Fang if you don't want Chode, you know. But Chode is obviously very essential. So I, that's just the way it, it, I, I kind of feel about it. I have seen them at Target. I have seen them at comic book stores just like laying there on the pegs, which is really weird. I don't know if Hasbro just has better distribution now with their with their figures, but there was a time where you could not find any Marvel Legends. One thing I do want to mention that I think is significantly, you know, impacting the brand is that packaging. Oh my God, that is awful, awful packaging. And I know they've made announcements that they're revising it, but let me tell you something. It is so cold and stale opening up these ugly little boxes <laughs> with the figures in there it is the saddest thing ever and like you know the but you know the i was gonna say the body parts the build-a-figure parts the accessories are all wrapped in like that kind of like tissuey uh thing they're all wrapped in tissue and it just makes for a very sad opening of the figure it just feels like it's just very clinical it's like here's your toy you know it's right here open it, and boom it's out there so you know I will say that because the packaging doesn't really let you see the figure in there, one of the things that we used to speak about with Michelle Waffle-Dero is, hey, what if I wanted to get a figure that had a better like paint app on it? You know, sometimes, you know, there's like a smudge on the face or there's like a smudge somewhere on the costume or like the lines are bleeding through. So you kind of compare figures to see which we want. The quality for these have been great. Again, I don't know if they just switched up M later down the line in, in production because my M looks absolutely wonderful. I could have sworn the other ones I've seen were a bit more cross-eyed, but I definitely think that, you know, 
if you're concerned because you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get. Like if I'm holding two Emmas, what if one Emma is better than the other and I don't have a chance to see? The quality for this looks great. It looked great for Flinks. It looked great for Pedros. So I wouldn't worry too much about quality here just because it looks like they, they definitely put the budget there. But the packaging sucks. Anyways, Familia, that is my review of the Chode Wave and ranking. Let me know what your thoughts are. Drop them in the comments below or DM me at Power of X-Men and we will see you guys next week.